0: This podcast is about care for caregivers and embracing joy as an autism parent. It's part banter and conversation on adult topics, part audio essays and poetry I've written, part expressing things I wish I'd known when Sonny was 5 or 15. He's now 25. Hi and stuff. I'm Nicoletta. Welcome to my memoir and disclaimer. This podcast addresses adult issues and adult topics of over 50 life, sandwich generation, my mama pa's journey, mental and behavioral health, the autism spectrum, learning differences, neurodiversity, sex, drugs, rock and roll, belonging, not belonging, misfits, smart asses, and the moms like me who love them. It is not suitable for all listeners. Warning, not safe for work. Please use your discretion. Desk clutter, everyone has it, everyone hates it. Please comment. That's you.
1: Yeah, that's it, that's me.
0: Yeah, please comment. I'm
1: Felicia, I'm tuning in on this podcast.
0: Yeah, so what do you think of desk clutter? Everyone has it, everyone hates it.
1: Yeah uh desk clutter is definitely annoying it's something that can really mess with your concentration and thinking and what i tend to do with my desk clutter is to move all of my stuff that is not on my desk off of my desk everything that is on my desk goes hanging up on a wall somewhere where it's a tool that i can use very regularly like a multi-tool or a thermometer to show me how hot the room is that hangs on the wall other things that hang on the walls are uh, my ideas and I think of my ideas as nodes and string connecting those nodes or connections between ideas so I have a, a plot to a novel that I'm writing just hung up on the wall with string connecting all of the little bits of lore that connect the characters together, the routine of the daily lives of these characters together and a simple event loop to describe the different parts of the story coming together.
0: So I know that a lot of my colleagues do write fiction. I haven't written too much fiction, but I'm writing memoir, and some of it comes out as poetry. And then in poetry, there's metaphor, which could be seen as hyperbole. But what you're saying uh, makes a lot of sense if you were trying to keep track of, say, a whole cast of characters. Let's say you're writing a play. I could see how it'd be useful. Can you describe with a little more detail your system of strings? Are they different colors or do, do they connect cards that are different colors? They connect cards that are different colors.
1: And the string is just one color. I don't have any other colored string. But I have uh, four, four separate, separate sections for this story for Crash Landed and Starbound.
0: Nice, one. okay.
1: I have four characters. Uh, David, David Philip, Philip, Nicole, and, Ma- and uh, Matilda. I have the lore, which consists of various items, such as weapons, drugs, apparel, and meals. Raw foodstuffs, raw resources like chem fuel. And this is all inspired by a video game that I play called RimWorld, which randomly generates the story that you play through. Ha! Huh. The climate. Which consists of the crops, the wildlife, the weather, and the minerals that are available to the players, players, to the four characters. The event loop is a method at which different competing ideas or events come together and happen in order in a a specified specified manner. So we have one event happening after the other in a sequence or a bunch of random events happen at random, random. Like, like say man. a bunch of wild dogs show up and trample the daisies and ruin the rice fields
0: wild dogs yikes
1: how dare they wow so you have to hunt them down they make for good meat
0: oh um, god! some of your
1: colonists are vegetarian yeah so you have to accommodate right and then the routine section which is how i'm writing the nitty-gritty of
0: this book. okay so let me stop you right there it sounds like you have a great idea inspired by an endless infinite uh source of ideas which is the game rim world but um you know organizing characters events and settings for your story through this method with strings is fascinating but the topic was desk clutter how vexing it is right. how to handle it and so on. So, I did get feedback. I've gotten very loving feedback for this podcast. So, congratulations. Um, but the most consistent thing has been how we go off in non-sequiturs and it actually inspired me to start a new section um which okay, I'll probably blog, which I'll probably blog about called random ramblings um just because so with regard to desk clutter and let's promise to go back to the string method uh, in a short while um so your idea is you just simply clear your desk no matter what that does to the piles of stuff that you had piled there specifically right because that's my problem is i'm looking at it right now there's no video component because this is a podcast but I've got a pile of grad school stuff. I've got a pile of errands and tasks for the house. I have a checklist that includes dog tasks and chores. Then I have my writing. Then I have my podcast ideas bulleted. And then you and I are recording and we're experimenting with a new method of recording. And then I have uh you know your random cup of all kinds of pens, pencils, scissors, ruler. And some tchotchkes yeah. and a ball of colorful rubber bands, which I was going to say you should ask for for your birthday because it would give you more colorful string to use for your string board. But I'm digressing now. Uh-huh. I've got a lamp and I've got some books I was meant meant to read back in November that are still sitting in the same place. So I think it's about time I did clear my desk and start over. Yeah. So, my desk
1: is similarly similar. afflicted. Yeah. Because I'm recovering from a minor toe surgery. Right. Uh,
0: did you call a toe truck?
1: I did call a toe truck.
0: Now what um, happened?
1: He towed my toe.
0: Oh, and gosh. And
1: he removed a whole bunch of gunk.
0: Oh, was boy. was
1: digging into the skin. I'm not i mean, going to get into too much detail.
0: I'm going to say I'll be thankful now that this is a podcast and not one of those... No visual aid. Yeah.
1: None of you want to see that yeah exactly Um, it was hella gross uh, they gave me novocaine yeah it felt fantastic
0: okay well that's good um so So,
1: uh i have a bunch of band-aids that are unused on my desk just spare band-aids right right i need to redress the wound right i have my water bottle i have my coffee i have my painkillers my best friend mr ibuprofen okay I have my Xbox controller for when I want to play Apex Legends, which allows me to use a controller because I like I f- it. It feels nicer to use the controller. Oh, okay. Than a keyboard and mouse for some games, and I have a fan.
0: I'm am a fan. Even though it's winter, I'm your fan. Uh, I have a fan too, even actually. Uh, I... Even though
1: it's winter, I have a fan.
0: I yeah, have
1: no, I I'm not desk filled with miscellaneous pens. One of them is just sharpies.
0: And I have a: Oh my pens. God, I have a jar that's just sharpies. We must be related.: It's almost like we're mother and son. Uh, I actually keep my sharpies separate, and I'm not exactly sure why, because anybody approaching a cup full of pens can tell which ones are sharpies. I don't know why I have that tendency to separate the sharpies, but um, maybe we'll I have get:
1: Extra- big sharpie.
0: Yeah, I do too. I, I have kind
1: of itty-bitty baby Sharpie.
0: <laughs> I have thin Sharpies that I used to use to draw, but they mostly dried up, so now I have the typical ones, and then I have the typical thickness uh, Sharpie with the uh, clicker end, which I find really convenient.
1: I hate those. Ah, it ruins gotcha. ruins the classicness of the Sharpie.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay. Different strokes for different folks. Now, um... Tell me cuz uh, before we before we conclude the segment on desk clutter, I want to know about your mega desk. Can you speak to that a little bit?
1: Well, I have multiple desks. I have 3 desks in my little office space. Mm-hmm. I have one desk that is my main computer desk. It's comprised of two desks, one of which holds the computer. It's medium sized glory. Mm -hmm. I have my other computer, which is a server, and uh, I have a bunch of hard drives connected to it. It does a bunch of media management and stuff that I don't like going into detail for because it takes way too much time. Mm -hmm. But it does all the automation stuff for me in the background. So that way I don't have to actively think about it. Okay. And my other desk is for small, tiny electronics projects that require a soldering iron. So that one is outfitted with a rubber mat that lets me sort my screws and completely disassemble small electronics and use the soldering iron in a way that is safe.
0: Great! That sounds like a quilt cutting mat um, where you take Kinda, a yeah yeah like a sharp uh, rolling tool and cut through thin fabrics. Uh, it's a little like cutting ravioli, I guess. Everything goes back to food. Um, okay, so so i food is your ultimate metaphor huh yeah i think so um so i was thinking of emulating your mega desk because i feel like a u-shaped desk would meet my needs because i could have like left right and center if the center was clear and the drawers of the desk which is the center had essentials in it out of sight then left and right could be like these projects, you know, over here, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then, you know, Monday and Friday or something, um, out of sight because I, right I'm visual. I need things to, I need to see things to remember them, but I also need the desk clear in order to think through everything. So I'm asking right. for too much. I've got my desk not using, not, not being used for its proper purpose and not helping me get my stated goals over the finish right. line.
1: Well, something that I never like doing is setting up a giant bulletin board for a short-term task. Cuz a short-term task like for instance building a website for somebody that takes a month to do, uh, that typically can be done with a te- with a checklist. Right? That's a to-do linear checklist but for something that's longer like 9 10 12 15 18 months long tasks like writing this book uh it's going to take a long time for me to get through all of the minutiae of writing out the plot and going through each of the characters little intimate struggles like how david and matilda are uh son mother and son and how they hate each other Hmm. For political reasons, because uh, Matilda is a slave driver and David is like, we should, should be emancipating be. these people and not harvesting their organs, man.
0: Wow. It so... goes into
1: some very dark
0: territory. Yeah, that's, that's great. That
1: territory gets explored in the minutia of the book. What I don't have time for is writing down the minutiae on a bulletin board. I get the broad strokes done on the bulletin board. The Mayusha gets done in the notes.
0: Okay, so I think what I what I'm hearing you say is that you have a vision board. What it is is it's a separation of concerns. So not to, not to say that you're lurking around Pinterest like a lot of um, moms I know, but it sounds like you're you're referring to a vision board.
1: Yes, I use my board like a conspiracy theorist board with lots of string. And lots, lots of, of little cards and newspaper clippings connecting those strings. But instead of newspaper clippings, it's little plot points. And little details about these characters. Got it. And how fucking awful people they are. You know, and how they have to all work together for the greater good the, of their society.
0: But you know, the little details, the whatnot, is actually the most important part for seriously. For seriously. Like, se- not joking around. Because those little details are what make... Everything from dialogue to characters themselves pop off the page and be memorable in case you write a sequel or in case you, you know, publish with an audio book version so that people hear um, the prose that you're writing as a description and it's cinematic. Right. So... You to add little sound
1: effects to it to really emphasize that detail.
0: That would be very cool, actually. Um, so we are at 15 minutes on the topic of desk clutter... So, when I export this, how am I going to send this to you? Wait, are you recording as well? No, no, no.
1: I'm going to send my uh, side of this recording to you.
0: Got it. 15 minutes. Okay. So,
1: let's move on. One last thing that I wanted to say about desk clutter is to get everyone, this is just my advice to everybody, get yourself a wire shelf. Because a wire shelf is modular. It gets a lot of storage for a small amount of physical space. It leaves a very small physical po- footprint in your office space or in your garage or whatever and I use mine to organize my server, my server rack
0: Is it important so, that the air circulate
1: uh yes it is that is important, but what's more important is making sure that the air goes the airflow goes into the computer, not mm-hmm. so much freely floating computer parts it's not like a gpu mining rig mm-hmm. where you have all the parts uh freely floating around not enclosed in a case
0: mm-hmm The clown is down. Soda bottles, two liter, cheaper, sticky plastic table covers, balloons from county discount tacked in the grooved wood grain walls between lengths of crepe streamer. Twister, one option, socks sliding on colorful spots. In that wood grain paneled basement playroom, the mom served cheese doodles. I barely knew the blonde birthday boy. Next game. We took turns shoving at the inflatable clown. It popped up in the base a weight. Taller than we were, its garish leer and nose bulb hung above my bangs. So I kept trying to lower it with my gaze to the floor. Tiring of the clown shoved aside, moved on to spin the bottle i had never heard of it the spinny collected the kiss five seconds in the closet where the clown stood alone banished death cleaning sputter boxes bags clutter cry speak stutter garbage flash trash baggage sewer Sputter. Pink party dish. I was about to chuck it out. This pink multi-section ceramic party dish, relish tray from the fifties or the fancy new term, mid-century. The dumpster container was there, three quarters full. What a waste. It needed more broken stuff inside. Then I made my first mistake. Ask my mother, Mom, please, can we get rid of it once and for all? Heart beating, eyes pleading, I received the wrong response. No, eyes narrowed, brows furrowed, we cannot. It reminds me of our earliest days in New York. I would never understand. My darling, you could never understand, she bristled. Hair coming undone next to one ear, for me this was just a thing, clutter, for her, a relic of how things once were. Now charming, faded, no longer sad, pink sections, chipped finish and all, liminal, neither useful nor useless. Death Cleaning I stood between my two children next to the sopping wet boxes of drawing paper pads and books, pages sodden together like bricks, things that had to be kept. And I said, I will not do this to you. I meant it. Later, in private, my eyes leaked truth. Elevator Eyes Elevator, eyes, judgmental, wolfish, ogling, mean, but if I grab the word, dilute its ugliness, fat. Now it belongs to me. Fat, how do you like that? I said it out loud. Look away. She said it. Balls out. Whatever you do, don't look. Don't stare too long. Why? The fat girl isn't supposed to be funny. Develop a personality. Make you comfortable. Not supposed to read, strive, surpass you in her studies. I was always told, you're so pretty. But, but, if only, if only you weren't so heavy, you'd, I'd what? I'd what? Be perfect? Be just okay? Satisfactory? Able to satisfy you? Rolls, dimples, cottage cheese, cellulite, rhino legs, thunder thighs, belly fat, bat wings, fat abs, love handles magazine headlines screaming you'll never be good enough never be slim sexy pretty athletic never a mere slip of a girl not a slip a slop a slop never pretty preppy agile slender graceful alluring never fit in never fit Just fat. No, according to shiny ad copy, according to you, I'd be attractive if only, if only I wasn't myself, if only I wasn't so hefty, plus-sized, chunky, chubby, heavy, huge, stout, gargantuan, enormous, elephantine, unattractive and inconvenient to you because you've been made to think you know what it's like and what you like. Not fat, because no one likes fat, not even fat people. Yes, I'm in your face, taking up space. Sometimes I hardly believe I can squeeze into industrial standard theater seats. I don't want your pity. I feel no remorse for being heavy-handed with my hips and my lips, forming the word and removing the barb. Fat, fat, fat on campus. I walked home at night, dispassionate, never in danger, under no threat, unassailable, unassaultable, cushioned, protected by fat, a secret weapon, not so secret, not so secret when I shopped in fat chick sections of fat chick stores, their telltale labels in telltale sizes mocking me even as I slipped them to the floor around my ankles in a too small bathroom stall, all the same, were you ever curious about what it would feel like to feel my body press against yours? Curious? A fat fetish? B.B.W.? Don't objectify. You cannot separate me, the person, human, emotion, from my body that doesn't fit your ideal. Fat! Yes! If I claim it, this three letter word, your elevator eyes can't hurt me any more. Fat! 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 Thanks and stuff to our sponsors, The Hill Studio Record Label and Joy, Just One You, coaching and caring for caregivers. You can show your support by subscribing. And please take a look at my website, nicoletalamarcasaco.com, for my blog and other stuff. Give us a follow at hi.and.stuff.com podcast on instagram thanks for joining us see you next time bye and stuff check out sunny's ai design streetwear at kobiko on instagram that's at k-o-b-y k-o-t-i-v on instagram kobikotive.com